You know that ringing in your ears? That ee? That's the sound of the ear cells dying, like their swan song. Once it's gone, you'll never hear that frequency again. Enjoy it while it lasts. All clear. The upper school drill is over. Returning to normal activities. Close to that mic. Oh dear God. I kind of want to be a little dark. Fucking, can you repeat the question? Wow, good question. Now you got me kind of nervous. Well, don't look at it. Don't think about it. You're thinking about it. Am I allowed to swear in this? Yeah. Okay. And then you're oddly qualified to answer some of this. Is this too close? Is this good? That's perfect. All right. No hurry. And just like that, we're back, dorks. Me and Joel, episode seven of the thing. Episode seven. How about that? We're just rolling right along. Uh, this is a continuation of the last one where we talked to songwriters about songwriting. This time we're going to talk to those same songwriters about about songs. That, good God. We're going to talk to those same songwriters about uh, songs that they wrote. All right, Joel, go ahead and hit the hit the play button, dude. You know, everybody's been doing this. All of us have been doing, have been grinding this out for over, like, middle. We're closer to thirty years than twenty years. Most of us of of making music with very little reward. Um, no, that's not true. With very little uh, tangible, I can put it on my resume. Reward. Um, is there one song in particular that you're like, man? I'm glad. You know, it was. That made it all worth it. Like one song in particular that's going to have a warm place in your heart. I forgot the name of the song. Oh, well, let's see. Depends. Um, do you, are you, do you want, am I supposed to specify a genre? I think for for us for for Two Harbors, it's you pulled the rug out. It was kind of, I mean, it's our our most well known song, um, and it's kind of a tie between that and there's a, a song called "Just Carry On," on our last record that like, uh, it, it one of my just personal favorite songs we've ever done. Um, that feel good when those just like come out of the ether. And you're like, yeah. What? The best songs, I mean, you hear people say this all the time, but like the best songs are almost always the ones that happen at like a, almost a drop of a hat. And and Rug was kind of like that. And so was this other one. This other one was uh, literally like we had finished playing a song and then like somehow this jam started and we came up with the basic structure like without even talking about what it was. And it was mostly done. And then Chris took it, took those chords home and wrote the song around it like that night. And that was it. And it never really changed much from there. I thought that I found a friend in the back of my mind. But now I know when you're gonna say it's a shame
I think this is my the first song that I wrote, kind of like seriously wrote out and have all the chords. It's called Early Spring Lawns, which is just what I was talking about, which is kind of like a, a song about early spring and um, how, you know, the summer, the, the flowers are, uh, you know, much closer to blooming than they than they had been, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, um, and how, you know, that's a beautiful feeling, but then also, you know, it sort of parallels other feelings in one's relationship. It's with other human beings, with other people that one has loved that, um, that are sort of like that moment, except the spring is not going to be coming. It's just going to be the muddy fields, you know, uh, without the gra- without the promise of the grass. The lawns are brown and muddy Now that it's early spring The lawns are brown and muddy Now that it's early spring Smell worms and bitter birds And the soggy ground is bad for good shoes Smell worms and bitter birds and soggy ground is bad for good There is a song. So back in like 2006, 2007, um, Ben, Andy, and I joined up with Aaron Robertson from the Summer People, and we did this band called Sturgeon Valley Knights. And we did basically we did like. We had written like a set of like three or four songs. And then one day we were like, we're going to just put these all together into one like 25 minute long song. That's been the, that's my crowning achievement of, of music. I think, um, just that I'll email you a link. I have it on my Dropbox and it's the, the only time we recorded it was during like, uh, was during like a, uh, 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 rehearsal session but you know everything's mic'd up so the recording's actually it's kind of grungy but it's pretty good that song with all the parts and stuff was just like plus we just like uh, it, we got it in one take with no overdubs it fucking it was so much fun and really like I, I listened to it the other day and it's like I've never made music that has like you know all of the music I've ever written has all just been like fucking party 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 basically or even been a part of this shit was like there's like l- soft spots and loud and it was super collaborative like the four of us all just it was really cool to do that's the one seconded by the teachers album that we put out because that was a fucking fun jam too but that the uh yeah that Surgeon Valley Night shit we've slaved over that for months and months I mean, I'm pretty proud of all of them. You know, I'm, I think every song has its, has its moments and kind of its, uh, its moments uh, at the peak of the mountaintop of like, this is, this is the song. Um, right now uh, I got a song called uh, heart Swant that's coming out in December. And I really like that song. So that's, uh, I'll pick that song right now, but I don't want any of the other songs to be really offended or anything. So <laughs> The heart wants what 
the heart wants, I know it. Hearts want, hearts want, I know it. I've blown it. I Portraits of War, uh, the first song on that song or on that album is called Ascension. And I actually wrote that on a winter break one day. And it was one of those weird moments that happened where like it was winter break and I had all this time and I was sort of in a funky place where I was living on my own for the first time and like learning how to live on my own. And I woke up in the middle of the night with this like weird melody in my head and I was just like fuck it and I got up and I wrote this skeleton of a song that eventually turned into the intro for our album and it was super cool because I wrote it with the first or the I guess the second song on the album but the first real song that's not an intro called Bloodline and the cool thing about that song is we wrote that song the first night we ever jammed which was kind of an anomaly so when I wrote the intro to it, I had the the song Bloodline in mind so that I knew the ending of the intro would flow into Bloodline. But Bloodline was really special just because we wrote it in one jam session. I mean, we didn't finish it, but it was like, kind of like that, okay, this band is meant to be moment. So, and then it just kind of kept evolving into this like, I mean, the two songs put together is almost 10 minutes long. So it's like this big epic awesomeness where it's orchestral and then there's harsh vocals and then I come in and I sing and there's piano over this like genty deathcore kind of thing. And so I would say those two songs kind of as one piece. me in particular um uh you know probably uh probably from zero from tonnage um uh that was always probably one of my favorite uh, uh songs to play live uh when we were still playing um probably just because i love the i love the bass parts i love what, like the dropout parts where it's like the bass is driving it and jay is singing over it and um i just think it has a really cool cool build up you know from you know uh especially at the beginning, you know, where it just kind of uh, kicks you in the face, right at the, you know, right at the beginning of the song.
Oh God, that's that's impossible. There's a few songs that I did with Houston. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, Jeff wrote a lot of that stuff, but I, I did absolutely contribute to several songs that I'm super proud of that, that we played live a bunch and that rocked faces. Uh, True Love Forever, for instance, off the Houston record, uh, Bottom of the Curve was largely mine. But I wouldn't say I'm super proud of that one. I mean, I've, I've got, I've got songs that probably no one's ever heard that I'm proud of. Uh, and, and then there's the ones that I've done with Deep Dark Lake. It's it's kind of like picking your favorite child, you know. Oh, you and, gotta shoot! You gotta shoot all the rest of them in the head. Right. One gets to live. Who gets to live? Right. <laughs> I'm I'm totally leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> There's different moods too. It's just like when you're listening to music from other artists, you know. It's like what mood am I in? I mean, we have songs that we've done that are super mellow and and then we have super aggro noise rock songs. It's like, well, what mood am I in today? You know? What what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> It's 2020. Dude, we're, we're, we graduated in 92. Yeah, Jesus, so, it's almost 30 oh, years. Damn. So you've been a musician for over 30 years. If you got to pick one song that's the favorite song like per, that you ever helped write or were part of, what do you think that song would be and why? Well, I mean, I'm really proud of the Midnight Crisis album that I made, um, you know, after the, after the Pearls kind of parted ways. Um, because I had a lot of those ideas percolating in my head for Jesus Christ. Some of them were 15, 20 years floating around up here. And, and my feeling was that, uh, if, if, if I can still remember the goddamn ideas after this long, that maybe other people will remember them after they hear them also, but like midnight crisis song i did on 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 the album we made uh albums called heart beatings there's a song called get home dangerous and i wrote those lyrics for another song like 15 years before that um in another project that never got off the ground i wrote it about uh being broke and struggling you know living in hell's kitchen and uh you know living on two slices of pizza a day and you know saving up every week so i could get trashed on pub you know paps blue ribbons or whatever and crawling home at 4 30 in the morning and getting cat calls from hookers on 8th avenue and uh i took that those verses and uh those the lyrics from those verses and I, I put them towards this new idea that I wrote with, with Lace in, uh, in Midnight Crisis and I wrote this chorus. Everybody tells you to get home safe. Fuck that. We're going to get home dangerous. <laughs> and uh, so I think that's pretty, no for me, pretty notable. And the way Lace sort of uh, helped composed the music we composed the music together you know and he created an atmosphere that had a very dark backdrop and that reflected 
reflected the words, you know, and, and it made it, you know, almost um, cinematic, you know, when I hear when, when I hear it because when I hear it, it brings me right back to where I was when I wrote those lyrics, which was, you know, 2002 or whatever, <laughs> right after I moved. You know, your buddy George W was just in office and everything just looked great. Right after 9-11, you know, fuck it. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, I'm being a little sarcastic. song that's always going to stick with me is um i think it's ma they broke me uh, um i have the exact same answer to that question that one was something else that was that was kind of like a, a our signature uh song um and and I didn't even I you guys had kind of wrote a lot of that before I even came into the mix because you guys wrote that song when I wasn't there one night it was when like, when one of your kids was just born something like that yeah. yeah yeah and so Eric I think had this Eric thing that he did and I came down and you guys had pretty much put it together and I just came in and you know did did what I do over the top of it. And, we may have played around with the format a little bit, but yeah, being part of that was was something because that that was a. I always maintain that song could have done anything it wanted to, um, internally, but like externally, I I thought that that could have been a hit song on any planet. I would die on that hill. say there is um a period where i was in two bands that kind of crossed over each other um a band called the swiss army um that i actually stepped in in uh, the latter part of that band there was another guy eric marsh who wrote all the drum parts for the first album i enjoyed playing those parts live but uh we we actually had a second album that we were writing uh that never really got released it's sitting on uh our buddy Ross Felrath's hard drives somewhere if those hard drives were still working and um, uh, after that band there was another band called uh, Splinter Cells that I was in with uh, Josh Six and uh, Julie Palm uh, Josh was also in Swiss Army and uh, we did an EP called Snowblind and I'd say that whole EP Snowblind might be the thing I'm most proud of um, it's the music that I dig the most um, I am uh Deftones guy at heart. I love Fugazi, Deftones, like stuff with a little bit, uh, you know, guitar turned up, uh, like art punk, that sort of stuff. And um, that Snowblind EP might be the thing I'm most proud of. Um, you can, I believe you can find it um, 
at the very least, you can find it on Bandcamp. Uh, but I can, I can get people a copy too. <laughs> songs on this new record that I think are probably the best uh, stuff that we've done or or that I've written uh, but th that one kind of soft spot song is actually on our first record it's called Gold Star and, and that one seems to uh, follow us around for a lot of years which is kind of fun because when you write something and you like it you kind of figure it's going to fade off but people still bring it up that like our band so uh, yeah I think that one's probably the soft spot song Sometimes you have to let go to find out what you're looking for with your car crash romances in a year in review. What's happening to you? And now I'm falling in love with the idea, idea of being in love. And it all goes back to um the one off of um what if i could pick one song that i'm really 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 proud of it would be um abhorrent right on uh deus nil or uh, witch den's newest album i forget what track number it is but um that is hands down one of my favorite songs and it's um it's a song that we recorded um but never played together as a whole and to me that was like uh it just blew my mind that we were able to create such an amazing song and never actually playing it together beforehand you know what i mean me and adam um the guitar player um, had jammed on this song for a long time so we knew the structure um, and, and we had the song complete together um, so we figured well sh you know let's give it a shot let's try recording this and then give it to the rest of the guys to um, you know write their parts and, and um, how, how that song came together still blows my mind and also in that song i really 
I really pushed myself. I really challenged myself. Um, I'd never been a drummer that played blast beats or a lot of double, double kick pedal, you know. Um, I would do it in small, small, like, uh, you know, in, in just like little parts here and there. Um, but never, you know, I'm bringing that more into what Witchden is doing now, you know. So pushing myself and, um, like I said, the process of how we pulled it off, and I'm so proud of that song, you know, just for that reason, how we just, we just made it happen. be more of the more the more recent ones because i think that i've written a lot of songs but i didn't necessarily know how to you know like i think it's it's been a craft that has been perfected to well not perfected but every time i've gotten closer to what i'm trying to get at you know and i think anytime a, a record has come out and I've been able to say, now that's the best stuff I've ever done. You know, when you go, then the next one comes out and you're like, now that was the best stuff. So I think you're constantly getting closer. So some of the earlier ones weren't so much about the songs as they were just the experiences with the songs, like with the band and who you were with. But I think more recently, um, I've gotten to a place that I have become comfortable with my voice and, and, and allowing you know, to do things that I just feel like doing without rules, you know, but, um, so I would think the, the personal ones would be, you know, Sonny Miles. Um, that was kind of a first attempt at, at just being vague while trying to describe something, um, you know, um, that you're feeling at the time, you know, um, it's, I don't know, uh, Merry Christmas, South Dakota. I think any of the personal ones that, um, a lot of them wrote themselves like my Carl's waltz, um, from a long time ago, you know, about my grandpa, when my grandma died, I think anytime, any of the personal ones that wrote themselves that, um, I'd either, you know, made me cry during or even if I start playing them now I, I won't be able to get through them um I think so I think I think the mellower ones I keep closer um than the loud ones the loud ones are a lot of fun um you know to sing and crank but um at the end of the day I think you know Sunny Miles um Carl's Waltz Merry Christmas South Dakota um things like that that kind of hit on that overview level like that that are going to stand longer after the volume's done you know you you can be young and like it you can be old and like it you know you don't have to it's, it's i don't know it's not 
Um, it's, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know exactly what you're trying to say. Grandpa, could you see her when you shut your eyes? And held that fiddle bow. Most of the people, when when I asked them about, you know, the, when I asked them the same question, were like, most people didn't have a, like, they didn't feel like they owned anything. It was sort of like, well, yeah, I brought it. There was no ego, right? There was no, like, look at what I did. It was all like, I am lucky that I got to manifest this thing and I got to be there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. like, look at me, what I did. It's like, right. look at that. Right. The right. Song. Because I think it, it's big. I think it's bigger than you. And, and if you don't acknowledge that and you, you think it comes from you then you're kind of missing the point i think when it when it comes your way you know those people that that you know are out of their own way and and that comes through them i think are in they're in awe of what was able to go on because you can you can force songs and you can make them pretty and you can doctor things but on on occasions there's those ones that just 
they just come and and they take over and it's like clickety split it's it's written and you wouldn't change a thing and and you don't know how at some point the the first line somehow answers the the last and you didn't plan it that way but as you read it you're like this is beyond me this is something bigger than me that just occurred I, I didn't plan to do that I couldn't have planned to do that even if I thought about it but it was it was brilliantly written and 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 put together and um you know encapsulated in inside that song so it's um yeah I don't know <laughs> well there you have it what we learn Joel he's genuinely not sure he thinks may, we may have learned something we may not have the jury's still out all right since so we're going to indulge ourselves a little bit here because um, uh, it, I got to agree with my fellow Rockford Mules bandmates that Monday Broke Me was really, really something special. And so now you have to hear the end of it as, as we bid you adieu from deep within uh, the underground, near the Earth's molten lava core, the pristine and the prestigious uh, dispatches from the apocalypse studios. See you next time. We're going to talk about the unequaled joy that is playing music live. Me and Joel talk about that all the fucking time because Joel remembers it the same way I do. You know what I mean? And and you know what the kicker is? It's entirely possible that one of us is that like, I might be wrong. You might be wrong because I did this. I learned about how, like how your memory works. And sometimes Mm -hmm. like the, the memory that you have in your brain is actually a memory of a memory of a memory of a memory. Like your brain keeps recycling a lot of old information. It's not yeah. a perfect, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. So we oftentimes, we think Good like- Fight Club reference. That was a Fight Club reference? Yeah, everything. <laughs>